Welcome back to First Gen's Table Talks with Leslie Mendez. On today's episode, we will continue talking about Women's Month and the importance of this month. We have two special guests with us today, Star and Kristen, so if you can introduce yourself. I guess I'll go first. Um, I'm Star Dungeon. I'm from Russellville. My major is computer science, and I'm a senior. My name's Kristen Hardy. I'm a senior psychology major, and I'm from Benson, Arkansas. So the quote of the day is, as women achieve power, the barriers will fall. As society sees what women can do, as women see what women can do, there will be more women out there doing things and we'll be and we'll all be better off for it by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So let's get started. And the first question that I have is, do you view yourself as a leader for women? I think I do view myself as a leader because I'm the president of the computer club this year and um, I do strive to collaborate with other women in the field as well. For me, I wouldn't consider myself a leader like a year or two ago because probably because of COVID I didn't go outside, I didn't really talk to anyone else in my shell. But once everything started opening back up, I realized that, I mean, like, you only live once. You might as well try to do as much good as you can. And then by doing just different things, I realized that people started looking up to me and expecting things of me. And I think I just kind of found myself in a leadership role. Yeah. I was definitely the same way. Yeah. I was in my shell during those COVID years. And I was like, why don't I just go out? Why don't I just do something? Yeah. Mine is really like the other way <laughs> because I feel like now I'm not, I'm really not the same person I was three years ago, and that's okay. Um, I think there's just a lot of ups and downs, but I try my best to still be the leader. But I really, I, I said this on my other episode, and I was like, how I really never liked the term leader because I was always just like, leader, that's just a strong yeah. word because it's like, you know, people look up to you and so on. And I was just like, well, I don't want people to look at me. I was like, I don't know if I'm the right person you should be looking up to. But then like over the years, I, I accepted it and I was like, okay, so I am a student leader. I do this and this and that. But I just think that I did lose like, my ability to talk to people and just like, I really became an introvert and that's okay because I just, you know, I like to be in my shell now. Yeah. <laughs> really I, mean, just... I still am an introvert. Like even as the president of the computer club, I still always ask the officers like, should we do this or should we do that? Like it's a lot of collaboration. So I don't see myself as much of a leader, but I do put myself forward to kind of help people collaborate in that way. How do you think society's definition of a woman has shaped you into the woman you are today? For me, I think it was like seeing women who look like me in leadership roles. Because mm -hmm. where I come from, it's predominantly white. I've never had like a black doctor, a black teacher, mm -hmm. all even a, I'm a senior in college, and I've never seen even a professor, like had a professor in class that looked like me. So I think that had a big impact on how I was like, it kind of went two ways. I could have either been like, well, there's no space for me, or I need to create space for myself, which that's exhausting, guys, trying to create a space for mm -hmm. yourself. But I'm glad I did it because now I see more people that look like me and just women in general getting into fields and like making their voices heard. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't know, I just think society has different expectations for women. Um, 
I mean, it, it all starts with your household, too, you know? I think that's really depending on how people grew up. Because my dad's very traditional since he's an Asian man mm-hmm. and he was all like, boys do this and girls do this. But growing up, I did what boys do and I did what girls do. And it's like I was trying to break the mold for him. And he's definitely opened up completely to the idea of that our generation is different. And the case of marriage, whether like women are the ones doing household chores or women are working, like, has completely changed, especially, like, him being married to my mom. My mom is very, like, a powerful, like, stubborn woman, so even with her, like, he's changed his mindset on that. And that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. So, yeah, I just think, you know, seeing women that do look like you, that makes you be like, okay, I want to be mm-hmm. like you one day. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what I kind of surround myself and I see what I wanted. What it I wanted. makes a difference. Like, I was in high school, like, I was a good kid. I did all the things top of my class, but then coming here, and even this is less diverse than what I'm used to, but seeing more people like Dr. T, for example, mm-hmm. and just getting into different organizations and seeing, like, wow, I have a lot more potential than what I thought of when I was younger. Yeah. And when other people see that in you, it makes you be like, okay. It gives you that confidence that it's like, you can do this. Okay, so what are some hardships that come with the label of a woman? First-gen woman. I would say being called bossy. Mm -hmm. Or like, Mm -hmm. instead of being called a leader, you're bossy, or you're overbearing, or you're like too passionate about things. Mm -hmm. But like, men don't get that, like at all. Yeah. And we could be acting the exact same way about anything. And yeah. it's just because we're a woman. And that we're very emotional. Yeah. Get that emotional. <laughs> I think that's why I try to be so collaborative. It's because, like, I don't want to seem bossy. And then when I am bossy, I feel like I feel bad almost, even though it's something that's normal when you're in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. Is to You have to delegate some work. And I think that's why I try to stray away from that, even though that that's your job when you're in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like people be scared <laughs> because I feel like I've gotten a lot of comments about me being very direct sort of or dramatic. Dramatic. I've gone that one too, <laughs> but I know I'm a dramatic person, so I, that really doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. But I think like people just, I don't know. There's been there's been other words. Mm-hmm. I can't think of them, but. I just know that, yeah, emotional is one that I'm just, I don't know. I come off very a strong person, yeah. you know. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see that, yeah. but. Emotional's not even a bad thing. Like, I don't th- take that as, like, a bad thing anymore because I'm like, I just care. Yeah. Like, I really care mm-hmm. about things. And, like, if I'm angry, I'm angry. If yeah. I'm happy, I'm happy. If I'm sad, I'm sad. <laughs> And you can't take away your personality once you mm-hmm. go into a leadership position. Like, that goes with you. Yeah. And that's why so many leaders are different. And that's why you think, am I supposed to be a leader? Like, why do people see me as a leader? And it's because you're leading them, and then your personality goes along with it. And you just have to kind of learn how people view you and how to make yourself a better leader based on that. For you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So who is someone you look up to? Could be family, member, friend, mentor, public figure, anyone. I have a good one. So when I visit schools, I play the flute, and they always tell me or ask me, like, are you related to Lizzo? And, like, all the cool stuff she does. And, like, now I'm, like, the biggest Lizzo fan because she's a woman, a black woman. She's been breaking all barriers. She's, like, a classical musician. She's literally, like, she's not from Arkansas, but I think she's from, like, Georgia or, like, somewhere in the South. And I just see myself in her so much. And I'm, like, I want to be like her one day. Maybe one day I can do, like, a Lizzo-themed flute routine. <laughs> um, mine's more closely to me so my mom I look up to my mom growing up we butted heads a lot and that was just because our personalities were so similar and she was always very more of an like emotional delicate woman compared to like my dad who was very um like a strong male and so growing up I've seen her change and blossom which is something that that I looked up to is that she figured out that she can be somebody that she wasn't always. And so her changing helped me change along the way as well. And um, even though she didn't have a lot of like girlfriends, I guess, I look up to other girls as well who are like a girl's girl. Cause I'm like, I didn't grow up with a lot of like girlfriends. And now I wanna be like a girl's girl. And I hope my mom feels the same way because she's she's my best friend and she's like very close to me. So I hope she feels that support from me. Yeah. Cute. Um, I don't know. I feel like I never really looked up to anyone. It was more like a I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no other way. Like I think like. You know, being a first-gen, it's always been like, well, I have to do this myself because no one's going to help me. And obviously, I knew, like, my parents are, well, Spanish is my first language. So it was like, I just have to do it. My parents can't really help me. And, like, if I were to talk to my mom, she probably doesn't understand where I'm coming from. And so I just, like, eh, I just... I really think I just look up to other people. Like, there's this one lady who I, well, I just think she's amazing with all the work she does. And she does a lot of nonprofit work. Her name's Rosa. And I just, like, talked to her, and, and I was like, hmm. I was like, I really admire the things that you do, and you're passionate about a lot of things. And I see myself in her. And I'm just glad that we were able to meet. And it was just so weird, y'all, because I was trying to make a protest. And then that's how we (laughs) met. And then, ever since then, we've always kept in touch. So, it was something great, you know? And Okay, so what's something you want to do in life to impact younger generations of women or younger girls? I really want a mentor. I I got a mentor... um, I think it was last year, but he was um, the common white male, you know, in my field. And I want to be able to mentor either somebody who looks like me or just anybody in general so they know that I'm within that field. So they know that there's representation somewhere. Mm -hmm. Definitely. For me, I really want to get my Ph.D. Like, there's 
I was doing some research and I think that there's barely any black psychologists in Arkansas. Like, it's probably like 30 or something. And I feel like the field itself just needs to be more diverse. And I've done like volunteer work and mentorship, but I just want to like make my presence known somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to be like, yes, a black psychologist in Arkansas, that's what I want to do. And like contribute to research and hopefully one day be able to fund projects with like just getting more experience in the field. That's one way I really just want to keep the gift of giving, keep going mm -hmm. on. And it's hard because you, you think, okay, my work's done sometimes, and then you're like, you feel bad because you're like, no, I need to give to the next person. I need to give to the mm -hmm. person who looks like me. And that's what I've always thought about is like, I didn't have anybody, like you said, like yeah. a Christian. So it was really hard, like applying to college and, and doing all that stuff. So it's like, no, it's kind of like a purpose that you need to fulfill to pass it on. Yeah, definitely. Same. I said that I want to write a book. I would like to write a book nice. and just talk about a lot of things and just give advice to people about, especially women, and especially in my field that I'm going to just because, you know, like, I've got told before, like, you are <laughs> a brown woman who wants to go into politics, and I was like, yup. You know, it's kind of hard, though. Like, it's... It, uh, it looks scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie because it's like, it's a lot. And so sometimes I just question my life again. and be like, do I really, really want to do this? And so I just want to, I don't know. I just know I want to give back. I don't know how I'm going to do it because you, I don't know where life can take me. But even with the smallest things, I always thought about like, like, when I'm financially stable, I like to have, like, a scholarship foundation mm -hmm. to women of color. So, you know, because I know college is expensive and it's hard to get scholarships. So I know that's, like, one of the big things that I do really want to do mm -hmm. is fund money to other students. That'd be nice. You know, because if we have the, if we have the money, why not do it? Yeah, exactly. You know, help others. It can, like, money really solves a <laughs> yeah. lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> we're being real, so yeah. I'm gonna apply for it as soon as you make it. I'll be the first person to apply for it. I got you. <laughs> okay, so do you think ATU has a community for girls on campus? If not, how can we create one? I mean, it has communities that are predominantly for women, but they're not always the most inclusive communities. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of split off between you have your sororities, you have some RSOs, and then you have somewhere in the middle. And that's kind of it. Yeah. So I guess we have communities, but it could be better. Yeah, I agree. There's just, yeah. We could just join a sorority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... We, I think we talked about this on the other one, and we kind of mentioned if there was any, like, RSOs and um, other groups. But, like, for example, we just started, like, last year, La Mariposa Experience, LME, which is basically a support group to create a Latina sorority, to bring that Latina sorority, but that's in the works, but that's still in the sorority. Um... Sorority life, 
Oregon, you know, not everyone wants to be in a sorority, so which is understandable, yeah. as you can see. I'm not in one, personally, <laughs> but. Maybe just more options, because right now that kind of seems your big one you can do. Yeah. I mean, there's women in STEM. I haven't been able to go to their meetings because I'm always busy, but I know that since COVID, um, it kind of went dead like every other club, and then they, they got to revive it, and I think that's really, it's a... It's a good yeah. place to be. Yeah, yeah they're they're known. Yeah. I'm in the STEM and um, I think that's their Insta. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's just really like there is some, but there's not. Yeah, and I think the women's STEM grew fast because there wasn't anything, and then so we we're like, okay, now we have a place to be. You know, that's good. And so. Lastly, what is a piece of advice you give to women in your field and in general? One thing that I always tell girls who like ask me questions about like how did I get to where I am today, which makes me feel really like special. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just doing me. I'm very stressed out. Like please don't be like me. <laughs> but one thing I always tell them is that just go for it. You literally will miss all the chances you don't take. The worst thing someone can say to you is no. And then keep going Mm -hmm. that's my that's what keeps me pushing through right now I think you mentioned earlier as well like living for yourself Mm -hmm. like if you're not living for yourself then who are you living for and I think a lot of the time I stopped myself from doing stuff because I didn't think that I was perfect at it and I'm very competitive so I want to be really good at something before I get into it and I think just putting myself out there really helps and you don't have to be perfect to to be in those leadership positions because you'll learn along the way. So I think just trying is a is a big advice I'd give. Mm-hmm. My advice is to always be you. Um, yeah, sometimes people, people don't know you, and I just think don't let that get to you. I mean, don't get me wrong, get to me. I'm like, you don't know me. You can't be saying <laughs> those things about me. But, you know, always be you because you know yourself better than anyone. So that is all. But I just wanted to thank you both for being our guest today and just being able to share your experiences and to our listeners and to other women. And I hope (laughs) y'all can um, learn something from this and, you know. So please make sure to check out our social media platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, we're ATU First Gen. And on Facebook, Arkansas Tech University First Gen student experience on campus we're in dark brian 222 see y'all on our next episode